Hi, and welcome to Terrifyingly True, the podcast series where I tell you some of the most terrifyingly true stories that have happened to real people like me and you. I like to focus on a wide range of social justice issues. In the last episode, I talked about an ugly word called rape. That was a hard episode, rape being a hard topic to talk about without feeling some pretty intense emotions. This week, I want to talk to you about something a bit more lighthearted, something not so terrifying, yet something very true. While still an issue with some stories to tell about it, I want to talk to you more about mental health, which I covered in the first episode, specifically about service animals, emotional support animals, and the people who need them. For this episode, I'm I'm joined by Jonas and his emotional support dog, Ava. Say hi, Jonas. Hi. So, are you ready to start your first podcast? Yes. All right. Then we're going to start off with the first story. This being a comment by Sokolana. There is also a popular mindset in the disability community that people with disabilities are not suffering and aren't victims. That they are just normal people that can live fulfilling lives. For some people, it's a part of their identity that they wouldn't want to change. It's made them who they are in a way. They don't want to be looked down upon or pitied. That being said, you also should not envy and hope for a disability because some individuals have service dogs. And there are definitely people who have it tough because of the barriers society creates for them. And there are definitely some people who would want to cure their disability if they had the chance. So, while researching a lot about service animals and the mental health aspect of it, there came a lot of talk and a lot of uh, argument over um, the validity of service animals and even emotional support animals and the people who have them. There being some people jealous of people having service animals um, and not realizing that people have these animals because they need them. Um, It's not something to be jealous of, someone with a disability that uh, causes need for one. So, Jonas, what are your thoughts on the envy of service animals and emotional support animals? Well, I get the part where people are envious about service animals because, well, they get to bring their animal or pet anywhere. Yeah, that's pretty great. But having a service animal also creates a lot of barriers. So if you're applying to something like med school, they also look into that. And chances are, if you have a service animal, you you will not get selected. That's pretty... That's pretty severe, and that's something that a lot of people don't think of, are these barriers that service animals create for some people. Um, I mean, if you fake having a service animal, then you can just switch that around and say you don't have one. No, it's it's on record. No, I'm saying if someone lies about having a service animal, and they don't have a service animal, the people who fake having service animals don't have to deal with those same barriers. Yeah, that is true. So it's kind of like a slap in the face. Yeah, and and it also makes it harder for people who do have service animals 
to kind of gain the trust of businesses and other places since nowadays a lot of people fake having service animals because they honestly would just want their pet with them everywhere yeah which some people do want their pets with them all the time and want more places to be more animal friendly but that being said a service animal is issued to someone who's in need of a service someone with a disability um and that's nothing to be envious of so, which brings me to my next story, um, another comment by Cubicon13. The issue is that people don't see them properly. A service dog is essentially a piece of medical equipment, which is why you're generally allowed to take them with you everywhere. You wouldn't disallow someone's oxygen tank in the store because it would be disruptive to other customers, just as you wouldn't disallow their service dog. But people just see service dogs and think, oh how nice, they get to take Fido with them, which isn't true. Fido isn't a pet, it's a medical necessity. When they say they want a service dog, they don't actually want one. They just want a pet without the normal restrictions. It would be like looking at someone's colostomy bag and saying, Oh, I wish I had one of those. Yeah. That does, that is very true. Yeah, um, I don't think I would envy anyone with a colostomy bag or an oxygen tank. And with a service dog, really, that isn't enviable, enviable as well, but I don't think a lot of people really see that at first. Like, I know when I was little and I would see people with a service dog around, I didn't know what a service dog was. I wasn't educated on it, and so I just thought, why can't I take my dog everywhere, too? But then I was always told not to pet them, not to interrupt them. So there is some, I mean, with people who are responsible enough to tell their children like hey that's a service animal on duty you can't touch them um they do learn to some extent but i don't think it's really explored in the fact that the people who own them have them for a reason and that it's not enviable to have what they have that requires a service dog yeah like if you have something like ptsd it's literally like a nightmare every single day because you relive that same moment every single day and having a service dog helps kind of take that edge off it helps you with the anxiety attacks it helps you basically not wake up every day in cold sweats not wake up in the middle of the night just dreading life itself yeah, and it's it's terrifying for these people who have these disabilities, and it it's a threat to them that people think this way and people um, discriminate against these people with service dogs because um, of people misunderstanding the situation, and also the people who start imitating um, service animals and emotional support animals, which brings me to my next. Uh, story, a post by uh, new slash FSTRN, and it is called Your Emotional Support Animal is Not a Service Animal. Went to a popular dive up outdoor fast food restaurant. Late lady in her late 20s gets out of the car next to me with a large dog and sits down at the outdoor tables. The car hop brings her food, and the dog tries to jump and grab the food from the car hop, all while the owner yanks on his leash and yells at the car hop to put the food down and leave. 
Lady tries to give the dog water. He knocks the bowl out of her hand, and she continues to yell. About five minutes go by, and I get out of my car to throw away trash. The dog, who is now lying down, perks up and wants attention. I asked politely before taking a step towards the dog's or touching him, if I could give a pet. She screeches, no, he's a service animal. First off, service animals typically some wear some sort of identification, vest, harness, etc., with working animal or something similar. Not your frayed $5 collar. Second, service animals are highly trained support animals. They have a job to do, and they do it well. Their owner depends on them, and much blood, sweat, and tears go into training these animals. Cervix dogs don't try to jump on waitresses or disobey their owners. Quit your BS. Third, a simple, I would prefer not is sufficient. No need to get hostile. Finally, you are deluded if you think anyone believes your service animal crap. People like you are the reason why individuals with legitimate service animals are now facing issues boarding airplanes. You want to take your dog with you, awesome but don't lie about what he actually is. So that brings up our point on people faking service animals and getting very defensive about it. Um, I do know in the post that it is, it isn't required for a service animal to be identified. There are laws in place um, that actually uh, prohibit businesses from asking about the service animal. Yeah. This- or asking you to show proper identification yeah. for said service animal. So you don't actually have to identify a service animal, um, but there are certain ways that service animals have to act and have to present themselves. Like, not jumping on people, um, not paying attention to other dogs or people, because they're on duty and they're only paying attention to their owner. But businesses can ask two things what kind of service dog and what kind of task it is trained for. Yeah, and they also reserve the right to ask you to leave, um, the person to leave, if they think their dog is disruptive and therefore not a service animal. Um, and also, I mean, this lady in the post seems like she's outright lying even about the dog being a, an emotional support animal, which isn't okay. But it also brings up the difference between an emotional support animal and a service dog, because I know the two are allowed different rights. Um, They're both allowed housing rights, um, but service dogs were allowed to go with you absolutely everywhere. Emotional support animals don't have the thousands of dollars that go into training, um, the hours, the blood, sweat, and tears that goes into training them, and they're much more trained. Um, So... Uh, emotional support animals are not allowed in those same places that service dogs are. Um, I don't think people recognize that there's a difference. I think people who have uh, very little information on the subject think that all dogs that are with people like that are just service animals and that there are even different types of service animals within that realm. I mean, on. you You can get a service miniature horse (laughs) yeah I've seen those and service pretty much any animal I mean not service but emotional support any animal but service animals have to be trained Um, so you can't necessarily have a service hamster or can you (laughs) begs the question but 
Um, yeah. So this lady was obviously lying about it being a service animal. And therefore, that causes a huge slew of problems. Um, and a lot of people now have prejudice towards people uh, with service animals because of all the people pretending to have service animals. Uh, what do you feel about people pretending to have service animals? Uh, that they're also the type of people to lie about a lot of other things. Because service animals, they're a necessity, not something that you really... Not just a term that you use for when you want to bring your dog somewhere. Yeah, but maybe we should have less strict laws um, on being able to take our dogs places, you know? Yeah. Maybe that would help solve the problem, is giving more opportunities to interact with animals on a daily basis. Because, I mean, studies have already proven that animals in workplaces um, help relax people and helps with um, the work environment even, relieving stress. I mean, that's why we have emotional support animals, is because it helps people. Animals are definitely a way for a lot of people to um, de-stress, um, uh, release anxiety, things like that. So I think allowing more animals into daily life would be nice, but service animals are definitely a different thing. And the issue with even airplanes now um, it being a problem for people trying to uh, board airplanes with service animals. I mean, there's already a lot of issues with airports with race and now service animals and medical conditions coming into question. I think it's gone a little far. Yep. Um, so now my next story uh, is a comment on this post and it says from wow this sucks a couple things to set straight original poster was correct emotional support animals and service animals are not legally the same thing an individual who has a mental health condition can get a service animal who is trained to do a specific task related to what they need assistance with but that is still a service animal and has many more legal requirements than an emotional support animal this part was an opinion from the opinion uh, original poster. But about the logistics, while many people who have service animals have vests and etc. for them, they are legally not required. It is actually illegal for a store, for example, to require that they identify themselves in this way or any way. Um, and I think that's still needed. I mean, um, that people don't need to identify their service animal just as they don't need to identify their disability. It's part of the, uh, I guess, medical privacy, but do you feel one way towards service animals having to identify themselves? Like, what would be so wrong with having to identify the service animal? Well, it's an invasion of privacy, and, well, it makes things a lot, it's like branding someone that they have a service animal. You don't want to necessarily want someone to carry around a badge or something that says that, yes, I use a service animal, this is my disability. This is why I need said service animal. Not a lot of people want to talk about their issues. Which is completely valid. And I think, I mean, humans discriminate a lot and people 
hold a lot of prejudice towards others and to just think of all the issues that would be uh, coming out of having to identify your own disability and the reason for service animals to the public, I feel like that would deter people from even seeking service animals and emotional support animals if they had to identify them uh, and their disability. That would be unfair and uh, it would just deter people from seeking the help that they need, which is obviously awful and the opposite of what we want. Uh, You always want people to get the help that they need. So to wrap up in my final story, um, this is a comment by Pawtism Speaks. People who say they don't understand, who people who say this don't understand the whole issue. We all hate the fakers, but punishing those who are legitimately disabled because of the actions of selfish fakers is very, very inconsiderate and just plain cruel. I'm saying um, that I'm sure you didn't have to be cruel. Uh, you didn't mean to be cruel, but again, you fail to consider the whole issue. Would you want people to have to go pay for an ID? To have to use their wheelchair, crutches, glasses, requiring a segment of disabled people to have to go buy an ID and then humiliating them by making them show it everywhere they go. You're only seeing your store, not thinking about all the places a disabled person has to go in a day. How would you like to be stopped at every door you walk in? Is literally discrimination, as in the definition of it. You're endorsing discriminating against them based on the medical re- equipment they use. Service dogs are in fact durable medical equipment, the same as wheelchairs, crutches, etc. They're even tax deductible. I'll preemptively inform you as well that, as uninformed people always go to, well, it should be done as part of the training. The whole reason owner training is allowed is because the programs couldn't and so can't keep up. Even with owner training allowed, the average wait for a program is one and a half to two years. Before owner training, the wait is about eight years which is right about the working life of a service dog. So people were having to sign up again right when they got their dog and praying nothing happened to it in that time. Don't punish the disabled people who are doing nothing wrong. Punish the self-absorbed a-holes who fake service dogs. About 22 states currently make it illegal. Some only make it a ticket. Most make it a misdemeanor, but um, don't take it seriously. They need to start arresting and giving time to people who do that. Only then will self-absorbed a-holes take it seriously and stop. So this is a comment about a post where someone took their two kids into a Starbucks and there was a husky in there. And now it's unclear and unknown if the dog was indeed a service or an emotional support animal. But um, the two kids were allergic to the dog and the poster complained that the dog was allowed into Starbucks. Now, my issue is, if your children are allergic to dogs, then they're at risk in any public place. It doesn't have to be Starbucks, but as soon as you leave your house, um, there are dogs everywhere. There are dogs in your neighborhood, dogs in the park, dogs everywhere. So, them being in Starbucks, um, while hygiene issues may be raised, um, it is completely up to the business whether they allow that dog to be there or not. Um, just as peanut butter is allowed in public places, whether you're allergic to it or not. Um, uh, people are just... Everyone has different opinions, and um, everyone cannot accommodate everyone's needs. I mean, obviously, we want to make sure people are safe and be as considerate to others as we possibly can, 
but we can't change everything to meet the needs of a few. Um, And, I mean, earlier in time, women weren't allowed in public places, and uh, people had issues with that. Um, People of color weren't uh, in certain places, and... I mean, only now are service dogs allowed and emotional support animals making way. So, I mean, we've come far in, I mean, allowing things in the public and being more open to different things. Um, So I don't think it's right to complain about this dog so much and having them completely prohibited from stores. Um, But I think there just needs to be a certain level of consideration for each other from the dog owner to others and also from your kids to the dog owner who may need that dog as it is unclear and um it is discrimination in having to identify a dog and one poster suggested uh having to purchase an id to identify that a dog is in fact a service dog, which would be, it would deter people from getting these service dogs, from getting the help that they need. So again, we don't want to do that. We don't want to discourage these people or make them out uh, to be a nuisance when they're just trying to get the treatment and the help that they need to go about their daily lives. So any final statements, Jonas, on service dogs not really um how has eva helped you eva has helped me manage my traumas which i would not really want to talk about and you of course do not yeah but um how do you feel about eva going with you in public places and being allowed into certain places Well, although she is a really good dog, I don't want to discredit actual service dogs. So, it would be better for her to stay in my room. Which is responsible, and I mean, it's hard for dog owners who want to take their dogs everywhere. Because dogs who are very good and well-trained, I mean... Obviously, like, it wouldn't be so much of a problem taking them places, but without them being a service dog, then that argument allows for dogs who aren't so well-trained to go places because they don't have that training that a service dog has. So, all in all, um, I think people just need to have more consideration towards others, and people need to stop faking having service animals and emotional support animals just to take their dogs everywhere. Um, because it discredits the people who need them and also discredits their disabilities and they should not be identified or have to identify their service animal and disabilities Um, so so people just being more responsible more considerate being kinder as a human race so thank you for listening to my podcast today and i'll see you in the next